the immortal words of the brother Malcolm X, the future belongs to those who prepare for it today. And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to an incredible day to prepare for the future. Because once again, we have the opportunity to set the foundation for excellence, success, and lifelong generational wealth. Welcome to Constructing the Beast. I am your host, as always, Darius Riddick, a.k.a. Warline One. And wow, you know, what an honor, what a privilege to be back here with you all once again in order to dissect some of the blessings that have been stowed upon us uh, by many people, <laughs> uh, more specifically, our ancestors. You know, I would like to take the time to thank them for their sacrifices and giving us the opportunity to be here today, for without them, none of this will be possible. So today, I want to take the time to read another excerpt from my book, and I've been thinking quite a bit about a few things and you know in my thoughts I came across uh, something that I wanted to share with you all and I actually remembered I wrote about it <laughs> so today I want to read an excerpt from my book Constructing the Beast and really dive into duality and the nature of the human conscious and and you know without further ado I, I just want, I just want to jump right into it because we we just it's just it's just a fascinating thing and we just have so much to talk about but to keep it limited, we'll, we'll just we'll just go for it right now, okay? The conscience is expertly mapped. Jekyll is a well-respected scientist that married the science of evil and human nature. He was a pussy that wanted to draw out his evil side through experimentation. Dr. Jekyll achieved this through Mr. Hyde, his evil alter ego. Plain and simple, Hyde, much like the dark side of your inner warrior, don't take shit from anyone. As a leader, you'll have many close encounters with the worst kind. Your ability to channel that inner hide when the time is appropriate will help survival in a lot of situations. At a minimum, it's a flex against potential enemies. Showing your teeth keeps the hyenas who nip at your ankles away. A leader that's perceived as weak or spineless is easily manipulated and fed on. It's like going into the wild without teeth. You can't eat, nor can you defend yourself. Chances you'll make it are slim to none. Because humans are duplicitous by nature, Everyone must have a Jekyll and a Hyde. It's where we find our balance between self-control and showing teeth. As a leader, you must be able to successfully control and implement the two beings. If Dr. Jekyll is always present, you'll always get stepped on. On the same token, if Mr. Hyde takes over completely, the effects on your credibility can and will be catastrophic. There has to be balance. Letting one persona reign while starving out the other is creating a trap for yourself to fall into. So before I continue on, I just want to talk a little bit about what that means and the intention behind my writings. So first things first, you know, a lot of a lot of the principles we talk about um, stem from the idea of self-control. And one of the misconceptions, and this actually stemmed from a conversation I was having with one uh, of my friends uh, a couple days ago, is the ability to distinguish between the moments where you should have self-control and when you should sow teeth, when you should let it loose. And one thing I want to make very clear is what makes a, a truly effective leader is, is first of all, understanding the fact that when you show teeth, it is not intending to relinquish your self-control. You are not, in fact, losing self-control unless you let emotion run rampant. The ability to distinguish when it is appropriate to show teeth is actually the epitome of self-control it demonstrates your ability to understand where your values and where your emotions and where your underlying persona sits and one of the things that makes this so important is 
You know, a, a lot of people think that going through life, you have to always dance on your tippy toes. You have to be the one that is PC or you, you, you have to restrain yourself from your true your true feelings or what you actually think. And I'll be the first to tell you, besides that being difficult, um, it, it, it causes a lot of split with you internally. Right. And I can't speak on everyone's situation. I can only speak from my own personal experiences. Right. But from a leadership standpoint, to be to be an effective leader in your own life, being able to distinguish an appropriate time to let people know that they got the right fucking one is beautiful. <laughs> okay. So, um, one thing I, one thing I do suggest reading is the, the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, because a lot of these concepts are so well written and so well thought out that even if you know, you don't quite understand it, there's many teachings out there that give you, that give you more skin to be able to understand what exactly is meant by that but before we continue i just want to reiterate being able to distinguish a situation that requires you to show your teeth or to maintain your patience does not denote a loss of self-control it actually reinforces your ability to understand appropriate times and when the implementation of dr jekyll or mr hyde is appropriate When Jekyll gets out, it's not intended to be pretty. You will be considered an asshole. Even if you're considered an asshole, that's okay. You'd rather be an asshole than a pushover. Assholes are usually the ones who hold a standard of honesty. Those are the people that will be brutally honest regardless of the situation. There should be at least one asshole in your circle, and they will give you the feedback you need to do and be better. Now, one of the things I truly like about that passage is... The fact that assholes aren't necessarily bad people. In fact, I encourage assholes in my circle. And, and the reason being, as, as weird as that may seem, is because they are usually the ones that have the least amount of the, the most amount of candor and the least amount of if you if you want to really use a very juvenile word chill. Right. They have no chill. If, if you really want to know the truth about a situation, if you want to know the truth about yourself. I mean, obviously, you know, the truth hurts, but in the grand scheme of things, in the big picture, your ability to uh, understand, withstand, and to accept criticism is the way that we grow the most. And I think that has been one of the, the, the crucial aspects of why Constructing the Beast, both the book and the podcast, have been so successful up to this point, is the fact that the people that may or may not have liked it have given the most frank criticism. And then our ability as a team to be able to take that and whether it be good or bad and make this movement better is what has gotten us to this point. And although I can't tell you exactly how to live your life, I'll be the first to tell you that we as people tend to lie to ourselves to just to make life more acceptable. But the ones around you with their candor are going to be what helps you decide how to move forward the most. And I'll leave that there. Open, honest communication done right is a good thing. No one benefits from cult secrecy. That direct honesty breeds total ownership. People are going to agree, and a lot of people are going to disagree. Just ensure you are thinking for yourself. Critical thoughts lead to strategic actions. If that means showing your teeth more, then so be it.
The most common influences on the ability to show teeth are social influences. Public space brings a lot of pressure. It forces people to act for the group instead of thinking for themselves. There are instances where this is necessary, but most of the time, it's a cop-out. Being able to think for yourself in a public space is a power that most won't ever get to experience. Deciding it's time to speak up is even more rare. When you are able to understand what that is like, people can no longer control how you split yourself. And that's a very powerful passage as well, and I wanted to take just a moment to really speak on that and why uh, I wrote that portion. And uh, it's a term that we've heard for decades. I mean, many of us have heard it since the time we popped out mama's womb, and uh, it's the idea of peer pressure. But I think a lot of us miss misinterpret the the actual effect of peer pressure on the way we think, act, speak, move, and you know, e all of the above. And one of the most common ways is definitely the ability to speak up when the time is right. It's almost like the passive bystander syndrome. And although it's not easy to really get out of the habit of doing that, um, it, 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 it not, it's not for the benefit of the group. It's for the benefit of you. So then you can further benefit the group. Because if you don't speak up and no one else speaks up, how the fuck is anybody supposed to get better? To be a leader or a caregiver in your own family. It just won't happen. Not without practice. It just won't be it won't be effective. Regardless of which side has the stage, there's always going to be good and bad. Understand that social influences, if left unchecked, will weaken you. You'll believe shit like you're doing what's right because it's what everyone else wants. That should never be at the expense of your own personal values. If it's Hyde or it's Jekyll, always be yourself. Regardless of how you act, people are always going to have something to say. Judgment is inevitable. The way you win is by being yourself in every situation. Starve out those hyenas. Now to close this out, I want to talk about something that I put in that passage in that judgment is inevitable. For centuries, I would say, you can say millennia, depending on what you believe in, Judgment has always been a part of our way of life, uh, whether it have been a survival mechanism or how we rank or rack and stack each other. Judgment is done by everyone. Anyone who says they do not judge is a liar to not only themselves, but to the very people that they try and support. Now, understand that regardless of what you do, if this is the first time you're hearing this, then I'm, I'm honored to be bestowing this upon you. People are going to judge you. Whether you're the nice, bubbly woman that walks into a room and you know you just want to ha- brightens every, brighten everyone's day. You want to make sure everyone's good. You want to take care of your people. You want to do the right thing. Someone in that room doesn't like you. They think you are fake. They think you're ugly. They think your personality sucks. Or... They don't even know you and they just don't like the way you come off. They don't like your attitude. Even if you are the cocky, arrogant businessman who has his shit together, who knows everything that's going on, or maybe is very wealthy, someone in that firm doesn't like you. Maybe they want something that you have. Maybe they don't like your attitude. Maybe you screwed them over some way with some business deal and now you've made a lifelong enemy. Or maybe... You're the introvert. You stay to yourself. You don't speak to anyone. 
You don't like to be around anyone. You don't like to talk to anyone. And by doing so, no one knows anything about you and you don't have any enemies. That's false. Guarantee someone may look at you and think, oh, does that person think they're better than me? They don't need to be with the group. They don't, they, they're too good to be around us. Regardless of what that judgment is, it's being passed. It's happening every single day. The way that you can conquer this is by being yourself. When the situation arises, whether you need to show your teeth or be firm with your self-control, understand that that choice is yours. You can never allow anyone to change your emotion or the way you act. And remember, just because you have to let someone know that they fucked up doesn't mean that you've lost your control. But that power remains in your ability to distinguish between the two. Don't try to test me. I keep it clean, but it could get messy. Kanye West. 1977 AD. Uh, you in the presence of a king. Scratch that. You in the presence of a god.